It is you who it is you who has qualified us, Lord. It is you who has made us sons and daughters who bear your name. It is you who has washed us with the blood of the everlasting covenant. It is you who present us unto yourself, a people whom you have made holy. It is you who present us unto yourself, a people yes, Lord. whom you have made righteous. It is you who has fulfilled all the righteous requirements of your law and made us a people who can stand in your presence and lift up holy hands. And, and when we cry unto you, you hear us. For we who once would run out of your presence, now are privileged to enter into your presence and to minister to you our appreciation, our love, and to open our hearts to receive life, words, that bring life, words that keep, words that preserve, words that deliver us from the torment that has been released upon the earth, words that keep us sane, words that, that, that itself is light, that lights our path, a lamp upon our path, upon our feet. It's, it is your, these, these words that are spirit and life that lights our path and keeps us sane. And in it, we find safety. And in it, we find salvation. We find deliverance. And in it, we are blessed. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit to enlighten Every darkness that is around us. <laughs> For your word says that you will lighten our candle. It is you who lightens our candle and yes, causes Lord. the darkness to dissipate. Just yes. as the north wind drives away. Just as the north wind drives away and chills out the storm. Your word yes. comes forth and drives away and removes the darkness, the confusion, the chaos. The aspersion, the torment, the, 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 the lies of darkness, the lies of the enemy. Your word comes. And in it we find safety. Yes, Lord. In it we find assurance. Yeah. Oh, how good you are. Who is a God yeah. like unto thee? We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um. All right, let me just take this out of the way. Let's enter into the presence, the beautiful, lovely presence of his word. The word brings a presence. The word creates the environment that causes the spirit to move in your midst. Well, so last week we were talking about backsliding. And um, we're going to continue. Now, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. That there's only one reason why anybody will backslide. There's only one reason. It's only one reason. It's because you have not really tasted of the goodness of God. Because the goodness of God, it leads to repentance. It leads to a giving up. 
of everything that you once thought was true, of everything that you thought would minister life to you, of everything that you thought, if you get it and it's in place, your life will be okay. When you encounter the goodness of God, you are undone. All that you once knew, you give up on it. And you embrace that which is true. Hallelujah. Amen. And so today we are going to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us that which is true. Yes. Lord. And to minister to us that which reveals the goodness of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, there will, there will, there will, there will be no need to ever try to prove anything. There will be no need to ever try to, to assert your significance and, and, and why you must, you know, let's read a scripture. Let's go to some, someone. <laughs> Preach, pastor. Um, some, some, someone. There is so much unnecessary and undue contention, even in the body of Christ. There is so much comparison. There is so much asserting. There is so much. There's so much. No, it's no, about no. it's about to be changed. Oh, <laughs> and it's only God who is going to do it. Mm. Amen. I tell you because it is His great desire, and I believe that as we progress, we are going to enter into the the intention of God. Because you see, if you don't know why, if you don't know why. Why? <laughs> uh, I was going to say something, but but I I I, I think I will save it for later. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. Sorry. Bear with me for one second. I'm just. I'm just. Um, I'm just trying to. Um, you know. Look at Psalm 1, verse 1. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, now do, you, do you know what the counsel of the ungodly is? The counsel of the ungodly is the thoughts and the decisions that comes from you, yourself. I believe you were not expecting this, were you? No. <laughs> the counsel of the ungodly is the counsel that comes from you. Your own, the counsel that comes from your own understanding, the counsel that comes from your own experiences, the counsel that comes from what you have suffered, what you have been through, all your frustrations, all your disappointments. Listen to me. They give you a counsel. They give you a wisdom. I'm telling you, nobody is free from it. Nobody is free from it. Nobody. Where you were born, to whom you were born, your height, your weight, your accent, your social standing, your educational level, how you are received, who rejected you, who accepted you, 
All these bring upon you a counsel. It brings upon you a wisdom. The Bible says that this wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly. Why? It is derived from the experiences that you encounter in the earth. Everybody has it. Everybody has it. Nobody can escape from it. It is based on the earthly experiences and realm. It is based, it is based on your senses. It says it's sensual. It's sensual. It's based on what you saw and what it communicated to you. Oh, he, I, see, I saw him doing this. It means this. Oh, he said this and it means this. Where did you get that counsel from? You, 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 from your senses. You, you heard it. You heard it. You saw it. You experienced it. It gives you a counsel. It gives you a wisdom. But it said that it is not from above. Why? Why? It has nothing to do with what God purposed. It has nothing to do with what God had in mind concerning you before you were born. It has nothing to do with it. And it's also... You know, what is so sad is that not only is it earthly, not only is it sensual, the word earthly also means worldly, worlds of the world, the counsel that comes from the world, that comes from all that you have suffered and therefore, because when you suffer something, you must learn something out of it. True or false? Sure. Ah, tell me how many things haven't you learned from all that you have suffered? That is, so when you find somebody who has been beaten by the system so much, you find out that they are so, so, so defensive. I, I, I mean, a harmless phrase sends them. They become so incensed because of what they have experienced. They are so wild. I mean, I mean, I, I know, I know personally a person who, who was in Afghanistan. One of very one of our church members. I mean, when we were in Manhattan, very strong, solid man who was in the army was rising through the ranks, went to Afghanistan because he was so surrounded with, with the, 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 the scent of death and how you can easily be taken out. When he came back, when he came back and he was in his own house with his wife, if you hear, it's like he's going for his gun. I mean, just, the, just, I mean, I mean, just, just, he goes for, he reaches out for his gun. Why? He has received the counsel. Because you, 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 you must be ready to die and, and you must fight if you want to live. <laughs> but you have no experience that. And so you, when you hear, what is that? You don't reach out for a gun. He said, hey, who is there? Because it's my house. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But for him, it's, a, it's death. Even though it's his own house, it's like somebody else to get out. I don't know. Wow. But it carried on for months. <laughs> That is why, that is why, that is why when the Holy Spirit comes in, he must paint a new picture for you. He must take a new paint brush and begin to paint a new picture for you and begin to wash you of all the deposits, of all the things that you've experienced, the disappointments, the frustrations that you wanted to see your dad. You never saw him. You wanted to have a life with your dad. You never experienced it. You don't even know what the dad does in your life. You are wounded. You are messed up, but you don't know it. But it has communicated to you a counsel and a wisdom that makes you live a life skilled. You don't even know it because you think that this is how I must survive. 
But God comes on the scene and says, I'm going to, no, not only am I going to bring forth a new creature inside you, but now I must paint you a new picture. Oh, my color. I must paint the picture of what I saw before you were born. I must paint a picture of what is true. Because all that you went through is not true. It didn't come from me. Truth is not what you experienced. Truth is not what you saw. Truth is not what you heard. Truth is my son and his life and what he's saying. That is truth. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he doesn't tell you what is wrong with you. He tells you what is true about the son. Then you begin to know what is true about you. So he says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Says you are blessed. Why? Because you have stopped receiving counsel from the nature that has come in. Unfortunately, we have known this nature for so long before we met him. We have become wild and self-protecting so long, so many years before we met him. Give me that scripture again. Give me that scripture again. Psalm 1, Psalm 1, verse 1. Give it to me again. It says, He does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand. In, you know, you know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You say, Why do you say it comes from me? You know, let me take this slowly because you see, look at, look at, look at, look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. We will come back to this. But just please, just pay attention and listen. And listen. Because the damage that has been brought to bear on you and how the enemy has access to you is too wild that only God can remedy it. Look at Ephesians 2, verse 6. No, verse 4. I think let's read from verse 4. Oh, wait, from verse 1. Actually, Ephesians 2 from verse 1. Yeah, from verse, I think verse one, it says, and you has he quickened or made alive who were dead. The word dead is powerless, powerless. You were powerless to come out of that situation, that condition. Oh my goodness. I mean, you were just a ball that the enemy will kick as and when he pleases. In fact, he could kill you anytime. One man of God, one man of God who became, I mean, he encountered God became, you know, so on fire for God. But a time came and then he went off. One day he was in a party. And whilst he was in a party, he fell to the ground and had an encounter with the Lord. And the Lord began to pull the curtain to see. And say, see, when you, were, when you were skating down the rail and you fell, I prevented you from dying. <laughs> and this was years when it was like some little boy. And then the Lord began to play before him all the things that should have taken him out. Mm. That he did not allow them to prosper. Mm -hmm. Because he had, he had his intentions. Yeah. And all those things could not change his intentions concerning him. And so he was down there. He was down there. They began to pour water on him. And, and he told them, because he was communicating with something. And the, the people who were around him, they told him that you were speaking something that we didn't understand. He was speaking in tongues. And he did, they, of course, they didn't know what tongues was. And I tell you, 
it was their wife. So they had to leave him <laughs> for some time. I mean, they brought him into the house and then left him. But when he came to himself, he, he began to also tell them things about them. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but I'm just wanting to say something. It says, we were powerless in trespasses and sins. All of us, all of us, we were powerless. We couldn't come out. So look at verse 2. We were powerless in that thing, wherein in time past we walked according to the course of this world. We, all of us, we walked according to the course of the world. You do me, I do you. Do me, I do you. You said this, it means this. Hey, this is how you are. This is how you're going to do to me. Okay, this is how we are. We walk according to the cause of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the enemy was in charge and in control. And we, 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 were, we were all agents doing his bidding. And we couldn't come out. We couldn't stop it. So jealousy ruled us, backbiting, you know, selfishness, self-ambition, all the things. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Go to the verse 3. Then it says, it says, among whom also some of us had a conversation. Is that what it says? No. Among whom also we all, oh. all had our lifestyle or conversation in times past. How do we do it? In the lust of our flesh. I want it. I must get it anyhow. Any means I'm going to wear whatever I need to wear to get what I want. I'm going to say what I need to say to get what I want. Look, all of us, all of us. I remember when I was going for, to apply for a visa, I created the impression that I'm a rich man's son or something. So that, so that the guy wouldn't see me as a pauper who is coming to steal from his country. <laughs> that was my first application to go to uh, London, to go apply for visa to London. I, 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 I presented a demeanor as though, I, you know, I am, I am fully taken care of. I have no need nor lack. I am just going to visit your country, enjoy your country, and come back. But that was not, my, my, that was not what was in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> At all. That was not what was in my mind at all. In my mind, I was going to work and end pounds. I needed it. And I also wanted to be among the people who have been there and, 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 and they wear some kind of some kinds of sneakers and shoes and, and jeans and and you know, you know, it's like me, me too. I've been there before. Please, who can relate with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. We all walked in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our own flesh and our own mind, and were by nature. <laughs> Why? It was, it was given to me. It, that nature was given to me, and I could not deny it. I couldn't say no. That's why everybody has to be born again. Because, because we were by nature. It's not that we all committed Adam's sin. No. But the nature that became Adam's nature, it's passed upon all his offsprings. Oh, nobody, could, nobody was exempt. And the sentence of death began to rule us. The sentence of death began to rule us. And so we find a father leaves a mother out of a lot of frustrations. You know, you know that your mother, the, the father was willing to have a, a happy ever after kind of life. 
but you see the torment, the, the alcohol, the this, the this, the woman, and even the woman, even when he didn't set out to go and, and sleep with other women, other women in the office will, 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 will give him a pass. Share. You guys don't understand many things, so that's why you shouldn't look at somebody and say, foolish man, how dare you? Do you know what is that? What's against him? <laughs> no, do you know what is working against him? You think that because he purposed as he was marrying your mother, that he will live happily ever after. But it's not as, it's not as simple as that. That is why it takes somebody who is spiritual, who says, no. The enemy has come to steal my husband. The enemy has come to steal my wife. The enemy has come to steal my child. I'm going to fight and I'm going to fight like a dog who has just given birth. As he protects his puppies. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think that, oh, things will just happen. So the Bible says in Romans 5, Please, I'm just, let me just share with you. Is that okay? Yes. So go to Romans 5, verse, verse 17. No, actually, oh, let's, read, let's read, um, let's read verse 17 and read verse 21, and then we will enter into some, some, some nice things. How many of you are ready for this coming? Yes. Look at Romans 5, verse, 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 verse 17. For if by one man's offense, death, it rained. It rained. Why is there so much corruption? Why is there so much? Why, why is the one person wants to have all the money and doesn't care what happens to the other, the other people? Well, death is raining. And it all came by only one man. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more, much more, they which receive, you must receive it. Anyone who receives it, they which also receive the abundance of grace. Now, you, it has to be there for you to receive it. You can't go begging and, and, and for what is not there. That, does that make sense to you? Yeah. What God, you can't go and get God to do what he has not purpose to do. No. That's why he said that when you pray according to my will, this is the will of God. That there is an abundance of grace. And there is an abundance of the gift of righteousness. What is left? Anyone who will receive it. This person alone is the one who will bring an end to the rule of the sentence of death. Where you do exactly what you didn't want to do. You divorce, you divorce, I mean, you enter into marriage with this pure motive of marrying, having children, a nice, beautiful home. And your greatest desire of fulfilling this thing is squashed before you. But until you receive something called an abundance of grace, where it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with what you can do. It has nothing to do with what you must do or what you need to do. No. It's called grace. It's called something that God himself is going to bring into pass. And he says, do you want it? I did it for you. If you receive it. And, and then he says that if you receive the abundance of grace and of the gift, the gift, the gift. It's not just grace, though. It's not just grace. But there is a gift of righteousness. 
what is it? What is, it? What is that? It is the ability to stand in the presence of God and operate as God, commune with God, enter into the nature, the, 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 the nature of God. You talk as God, you think as God, because he himself has brought you into that form and now you stand in his presence and there is no guilt. There is no condemnation. There is no shame. There is no feeling of inferiority. There's no feeling of, oh, oh, because of all that I've done, I have to go and fix them so that I can get God to, to, to bless me. No, 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 no. They are all gone. It's a gift. You cannot merit it. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot work to obtain. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's not by merit. It's not by, it's not by, it's, you don't deserve it. You can't. Because by nature, your nature itself was a sentence. But now you receive a gift of righteousness and an abundance of grace. Then you begin to reign in life, in this life. You begin to reign in life. Where the darkness is around you, where, where, where troubles and fear mount up daily, where dangerous situations are always coming before you, you are always under attack. This thing is want to steal your peace. This thing wants to steal your peace. Want to destroy you. Want to want to nullify all that God is wanting to bring forth in you. Everything wants to nullify and make nonsense every promise of God. But when you receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, you reign, you rule in this life. I mean, what you need, what you need to reign in a place where there's no darkness. What what you need to overcome. In the place where there is no, there is no, nothing, there's no position. What you need, what you need power for when there's no position? What do you need, what do you need to, to plug the heater to the source of power when you don't have any water to boil? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. <laughs> there's no need to boil the water. So what do you need power source for? That's why in summer, we don't turn over heater. There's no need for it. Does that make sense? Yes. So to reign, it is in this life. It is in this life. It is in this chaos. It is in this place of torment, oppression, of fear. Of is it going to work? Uh, 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 am I going to be, be able to, to have this? Can I? Uh, are my children going to even be well? The Bible says that in righteousness you shall be established. And in righteousness, your children shall be taught of the Lord. Of the, it doesn't mean that you have to be the best parent. You can't. You can't. It's in righteousness that all your children will now be taught of the Lord. It's in Isaiah 55. I mean, sorry, Isaiah 54. Are you with me? Yes. yes. And you shall reign in this life by one. Go to, go to, go to the verse 21, the last verse. You'll see it. You'll see something. That just as sin has reigned, just as the nature which we all derived from, 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 from the first man, Adam, has reigned and ruled and dominated as a king unto death, even so, my grace also reign through, through what? Righteousness. This is the thing. Grace, no matter how abundant it is, 
no matter its abundance, it can only rain through the vehicle called righteousness where God has made you right with himself by himself and he says is a gift would you receive it it's yours now you have access to my very presence you have access to fellowship with me and all all the things that belong to my son are now yours So that you shall reign in life. Uh, sorry, even so, my grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life, unto the very life of God by Jesus Christ, our Lord. So all these things are possible only through Jesus Christ. So now, so now let's go down. Let's go down. So now, what you need, what we all need, now. Sorry, I didn't finish that, 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 that Psalm 1. Let me just go back. Go back to Psalm 1. Let's go to verse 2. Let's, let's go to verse 2. Well, the verse 1 says that uh, the man who does not receive the counsel of the ungodly, because the counsel of the ungodly, it does not stop coming to you. Even though you're born again, it doesn't come to you. I, I'm sorry, it doesn't stop coming to you. No, 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 no. That is why Paul had to say that I, 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 I bring my body under because it's receiving all the communication of the counsel of the ungodly. It's receiving it. I can't stop it until the day when this body is put into the casket. It does not stop receiving that communication. So this is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Are you with me? But verse 2 says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. You say, what is the law of the Lord? It is the word of God concerning the Son. It is the word of God concerning the Son. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. It is the word that reveals the son. Because he's everything the father desired. Everything that Adam did not do, the son has brought it forth. He has come to accomplish it. And this son has now become your life. So he says that when your delight is in the word concerning the son the one who alone is truth the one who alone is life when you when you delight in that in what the holy spirit is showing you concerning him because the holy spirit his other name is the spirit of truth and jesus is the truth so when the holy spirit is present he talks to you about the son and so when your delight also becomes about the son, what is he doing? What is he about? What is he saying? What does he think? He says, and on this does he meditate day and night. Verse 3. Please, it's not you trying to fix what is wrong. No, 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 you can't. You won't, you shan't. <laughs> but you just, you just say, okay, 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 okay. What is the son saying? What is true? 
Why am I here? Why am I living? It's because you have become the son's life. And you are only going to be about what the son is doing. You are only going to say and speak a little. You, you will get this as we go on. And he shall be, this man, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So it doesn't, look at it too. It says, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. It doesn't matter what is happening around or what is not happening. You have been planted by a river of water. Your source, your source is the sun himself. The out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers. It's there. It's there. Out of your belly, he who believes in me, he who makes me his meditation, he who puts his trust in me, he who does not listen to the counsel that comes from the world, from his senses, from devils and demons, but his delight is in me. His delight is in what I have said, what I have promised. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. That bringeth forth his fruit in the season, his leaf shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, now, so what do we do? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Um, you see. You see, I'm going to share something with you and we will proceed. Um, there is a scripture. There's a scripture in 1 John. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. You know, before we read that one, before we read that one, let's read. You see, the reason why I need you to understand this is that, you see, all that is left right now is for every one of us to receive what is called revelation. Revelation is not received by the senses. And nobody can teach you. It's only God. It's only God who brings you revelation. So you're going to read a scripture. You're going to read a scripture probably a couple of them, just so that you can set yourself up to receive revelation. Does that make sense to you? Yes. It's so important. It's so important because the revelation knowledge is to reveal, to unveil, or to disclose by a direct encounter of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit takes things never seen by natural senses and he discloses it to you. The Holy Spirit takes things that, that are never seen by your senses, by your natural senses, and he discloses it to you. It is not received by normal senses. Neither is it received by logical progression of thoughts. If you receive anything by a logical progression of thoughts, you find out that when somebody else brings another argument, 
you found out that you are forced to now give up on what you receive. True or false? True. Exactly. That is why there are schools of thought. <laughs> This one brings this school up. That one brings this school up. That's one bring this. when this one brought it, we thought, ah, that's it. And then this one brings it. Oh man, it makes it makes sense. Found out that the one that was brought by this, which we all received, has been squashed by what this guy brought. And in a few months' time, this other person brings this truth. And that's why that's oh my goodness. How many of you can relate to it? You thought that this is the way, <laughs> and you begin you give yourself to it. You find out that oh man, it's not it. <laughs> anyway, now, now, now. <laughs> so, so if you read a scripture like Colossians, Colossians chapter, chapter one. Let's read it. Colossians chapter one. Let's read from verse twenty-six. Colossians chapter one. Verse 26. Listen, it is God's intention, God's desire to reveal to you that which is true. And you are only able to live in that which God reveals to you. It says, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to who? His saints. Mm-hmm. It's made manifest to his saints. And so when you read, when you read the Old Testament, you will find out that God, God's eyes and mind was only on this small nation called Israel. And he was working with them, moving with them. And then anytime they will, they will choose God, he will bless them. Anytime they will, their heart will turn away from God, he will bring another nation to, you know, let them know that they are going off. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. And then the nation which he brought to correct them, he will also punish them. I mean, <laughs> so, so you, it happened until Jesus came on the scene. And when he came, he says, whosoever. Now, it's no longer Jews. It's no longer that small nation. So much so that the apostle Peter, he sends to all the Jews. But Paul, he sends the Gentiles. Why? Because in the beginning, before the foundations of the earth, his mind was for the whole world. But he needed a, a remnant or a nation through whom his son can be brought forth. Does that make sense to you? Yes. A nation who will respect his ways just a little bit. Just a little bit. That is why, that is why even Noah, Noah, Noah was the only one whose family was, the Bible calls him, oh, the word to use was, um, what's the word? He was not polluted by the Nephilims and all those things because the seed, the seed of God, the seed, the son of God coming as a human being could not have been contaminated with fallen angel spirits. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Corrupted. Yeah, exactly. That's the word corrupted. So, so, so Noah. Oh, that's it, Noah. Yeah, yeah, Noah. Noah. Noah was of 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 the straight breed. That which God purposed as a man, fully man. No angelic, no fallen angel coming to sleep with with men, bringing forth all kinds of because it was it was something that happened. Why? Because the devil was trying to preempt. He was trying to make sure that whatever God has purpose to bring forth in man, he will corrupt it all so that there will be none left, no, no seed left. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Yes. But Noah, and so he brought forth, so he had to preserve that line, one line, one line, until the sun came on the scene. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, now it's not, it's not just Jews, whosoever, you who were born in Budumbura, you who were born in Kutobabi, you who were born in wherever you were born, Kosovo, doesn't matter. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have the life of God. That's the everlasting life. It's the life of God. Where you live here as God. Anyway, you're going to get something beautiful. Let's go on. Let's go on. So it says, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. But go to the next verse. It says, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is that mystery? You see the colon, the semicolon? Yeah. Which is, this is the mystery, Christ in you. Christ in you, wherever you were born, wherever you were dug out from, wherever your experiences have been. The moment God puts you in Christ, now, 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 you have access. And he himself is going to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the confident expectation of glory. There has to be the glory of God must be now revealed in you, in me, in us, in every human being whom Jesus died for. But you see, it is only God who, see, to whom God would make known. It's only God who, who is wanting. How many of you would allow him to reveal? You stop receiving the counsel that is so ungodly, which the wisdom which you have learned from all your experiences, you give up on it, that this is how things must be done. This is how things are done. This is the only way it has to be. And this is the only way I respect. You, you, just, you, just, you, just, you, just, you just, just go down. Say, no, no, I'm not what I used to be. Christ now is my life. I can't think like that. I can't talk like that. I can't behave like that. Nothing can take you out. Nothing. For no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Go to another scripture. I, 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 I'm just building something because I need you to get this together. Otherwise, we are, we, are, we, we are going to be surprised as the things begin to unfold because they must surely unfold. Go to another scripture. Look at, look at 1 John chapter 2. Verse 27, 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. Look at it. Look at it. It says, 1 John, yes, but the anointing which you have received of him, it does what? Abides in who? You. Have you received Jesus Christ? Then there is an anointing which you have received. That anointing abides in you. But he says that it is impossible not to have received it. Otherwise, you're not born again. But you're born again. Because you have believed in Jesus Christ. You have believed that God who raised him from the dead. And you have believed that he is now not only your savior, but your Lord. How many of you have believed that? Then you have received an anointing. That anointing abides in you. And he says, and you need not that any man teach you. Hey, 
you need not that any man teach you. So what am I doing? Am I teaching you? Listen, I am only, I'm only just laying the path for the Holy Spirit himself to come and teach you. So pay attention. That's what any human being can do. He said, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things. And it's what? Truth. How many of you can see the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of Truth. Can you see him? Yes. As the same anointing teaches you of all things. And it's truth. And it's no lie. And even as it has taught you, please tell me the, the remainder of the sentence. You shall abide in him. So, where you are not abiding in Jesus, which is him, where you are not abiding in him is where you have not been taught by the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yes. So, you abide in the truth called tithing because you have been taught by the Holy Spirit regarding tithing. So, you do it. Close your eyes. You do it. Close your eyes and you do it. As regards what God thinks and says regarding you and you and you and this person, that person, that person. You don't know. You've not been taught. And so when it comes to relating, no, 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 no. You don't even know how to do it. You, you do it by what you have always known in the world. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, so where you are not living in him is where you have not been taught by the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? You must now, begin, but it's the only way, the only way you will be taught by him, you must allow him because he cannot force his will and say that, hey, Rachel, this is what I called you for to do. You have received him, but are you going to let him teach you? Or in everything, you just put one or two together and just make, take a decision. And then when you are in trouble, then you say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You see, it's, a, it's, it's funny. It's funny. When, we are, when somebody offends you, no, we don't think about Jesus. But when you are in trouble almost to the point of dying, ah, now, Jesus, come on the scene. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes. Because when somebody offends you, wrongs you, you are in charge. You are in control. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So you deal with the person according to what makes sense to you. It's only when you are in trouble. <laughs> it's only when you are at fault. Then you think about Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. But we must allow ourselves to be taught so that we will abide. It says that it is an end. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. In him. And so the Holy Spirit comes to teach you about him. And when you allow him to teach you about him, Jesus, then you begin to abide. So no matter how much revelation, I mean, so-called revelation I, 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 I bring forth, you don't live there until you also yourself have now allowed the Holy Spirit to take the words you had and reveal it or disclose it to you. That begins to now guide your life. It begins to now become a guiding, leading power. And that is what brings liberation or liberty. 
So that you don't do things because of the fear of punishment. No, 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 no. You do things because the Holy Spirit have, you know, has revealed it to you. And, and you know that this is it. Nothing can undo it. Nothing can. Are you guys with me so far? So, for example, you know. You see, you know, I, I need you to see something, then we will progress. Even if we spend a few minutes to, to get into it, it's okay. So look at Daniel. Look at Daniel chapter 10. Look at Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. Let's read it from verse 12 to 14. Let's just, just, just look at something. So look at it. It says, then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that thou didst set your heart to understand. Notice, notice. What did Daniel do? Yeah, he set his heart to understand. And to chasten okay. himself. Okay. Enoch, 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 you are on it. Can you, can you excuse yourself? Yeah. So he says, then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, which is to humble yourself before your God, which is, listen to me, listen to me, to humble yourself before God simply means that this is what makes sense to me, but I don't think I have the mind of God. So uh, I'm going to set that aside for now. Does that make sense? This is what makes, this is what I can do to make myself feel good. This is what I can do to preserve my interest. This is what I can do and say and all that. But I am going to not do anything until I get the mind of God concerning this matter. So it says that for from the first day that you did set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Then it says, which we all know about this one, it says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael and one of the chief princes came to help me, and I remained there with the king, with the kings of Persia. Now, Daniel, all Daniel was, wanted was to, to get understanding. To be made to understand. You know, he, he, he didn't care about who, I mean, how it, it will come. But, <laughs> but God is showing us something. Are you with me? Yes. God is showing us something. So look at the next verse, which is what I really want, want us to see. The verse 14. It says, now I am come to make thee understand. Some of you can see that it's only God who can make you understand. That's all I want you to see. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many, 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 many days. And so, and so, and so the one and only easiest way to set yourself to understand is to take the word concerning the Christ and you meditate. You matter it. You say it to yourself. What are you doing? You are just arranging yourself under so that the Holy Spirit will take that word and disclose it to you. Does that make sense? 
Yes. This is the only way. This is the only way the scripture which you have heard, you can do it. Because, you see, when you meditate, as you meditate, what you receive is called revelation. When the revelation comes, you have what is called motivation. You are now motivated. Strength comes to do this very thing that before was so fearful for you to do. Are you with me? Mm. To live this lifestyle that before then, it was so fearful for you. I mean, which one of you will go to fight Goliath with a stone? The guy is wearing um, uh, 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 the, the, something that protects every part of his body and you're going to fight him with a stone. Are you mad? Which one of you, which one, which one of you, will, I mean, the, the prophet goes and he, he tongues them and he says that the sacrifice, pour water over it. I said pour water over it. Believing God that as he calls for the fire, fire will come and consume it. I mean, which one of you will do that? Because it's not about reasoning. But they have heard God. They have heard, they're so sure that God will, will, will step in. They're so sure of it. This is what you and I need. But we are so sure that God will step in. He is not a man that he will lie. Hallelujah. Amen. And because you, you, you will not go to face the Philistines with the jawbone of an axe. You go to face Philistines and all you have is a jawbone of an axe. I mean, look, you don't do that. <laughs> Unless you know that with or without the spirit of God will accomplish his purpose. It doesn't need my strength. Does that make sense to you? Yes. It's not how prepared I am. It's not how how much money I have put in my account so for the rainy for the rainy day or the dark day. No, 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 no. I have today. God will provide tomorrow too. God will provide next week. God, why? Because the one who provides every need of mine. Hallelujah. It's not. It's not. It's not how prepared you are. So, 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 so that is that's the first thing that I want us to understand but what i want us to get into you know just a few minutes i want us to just step into is what did god have in his mind what was the mind and the heart of god at the very beginning how many of you know that he's the god who changes not how many of you know that is true how, don't we all know the scripture says that jesus said the same yesterday today and forever Yes. So if we can understand what his mind was when he made Adam, do you think that mind regarding man will change? No. Does the Bible not say that the gifts and callings of the Father, they are without repentance? Is that what God, is that what the scriptures tell us? Yes. So if we can enter into what was the mind of God when he made man? I mean, what is it? Otherwise, we all receive the counsel that has come to us based on our experiences. So we have a picture and a mind about God, which is so not true. That is why today you believe. Tomorrow you don't believe anymore. To today you believe that it is well. Tomorrow you are wondering, hey, is it going to be okay with me? Is it going to be okay? Why? Because we have never laid hold of the heart of God, even from the beginning. Am I preaching to you at all? Yes. So let's go to the beginning. Look at Genesis chapter 1. Verse, 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 verse 26. Look at it. Oh, I'll tell you. We don't have much time. But how many of you are, are already blessed by God's word today? Yes. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. You, you ain't heard nothing yet. I tell you. <laughs> look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, and God said, and God said, 
let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, here's the problem. You see, it is God who says, let's make man in our image after our likeness. So, so because the, all of us, we equate, we equate imagery and likeness to the parent. So we say things like, oh, she is just like her mother. Oh, she has her father's nose. Are you, are you with me? Yes. Oh, look at, look at her forehead. Wow. This is, this is Enoch's forehead. <laughs> and so when it comes to imagery, that is how far we can go. That is, that is what makes sense to us. When you talk about likeness, but I want us to understand that God is the one who initiated what this likeness and image is like. So, so he is not saying that when God makes us, that God is going to have our physical attributes. No. Let me ask a question. How many of you know that there is, there is hair in your nose? How many of you know that there is hair in your nose? Oh, yeah. How many of, all of you believe that there is hair in your nose, right? Yeah. What is that hair for? To block death. So, so do you think, do you think that God has a nose and there's hair in the nose? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was just thinking about this though, and, and, and just two days ago, it occurred to me. So, do you think God, who made you in his image, like he also has hair in his nose, what death is in heaven? <laughs> the place where the street is made of gold. I mean, <laughs> can you see how corrupted we are thinking is? Yeah. So, so what does it mean? <laughs> it means that we have his spiritual attributes. Okay. <laughs> we have his spiritual attributes. And so when he made man, the, when God says, let us, so God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, when they decided to make man, the intention was to form a being, was to create a being who will stand on an equal plane with God. Please, try and get this, because it's so important. Hmm. So man was enabled, enabled to commune, not only commune with God, but also have the same authority, the same dominion, so that when God wants to exercise his dominion in any realm, man is the one who goes and brings it, like, you know, man is the one who goes and declare it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so... So, but, but the, the thing is, what was in his mind? What exactly was in, in his mind concerning man? I want us to spend a few minutes on this scripture and then we will close. Is that okay? So look at Hebrews chapter 2. Look at Hebrews 2, verse 6. Now, do you notice that? Wait, before you go there, 
Notice something. You see that he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the what? The fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. You see that man was not made to have dominion over other men. You see that? Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 This is very important. Man was not made to use man for himself. My God. Mm -hmm. Man was not made to do anything to hurt man. Because God is the one who made man. And he made man to be at the highest level. Let's, let's read um, Hebrews chapter 2. Look at verse 6. Hebrews 2. Verse 6 to 8. We're going to read it quickly and then we're going to expand on it and then we will close. Then we'll continue another time. It says, but one in a certain place testified, saying, what is man? What is man? What is, what is man? Who, who is Enoch? Who is Eric? Who is Chris? Or what is Chris? What is Rachel? What is Ophelia? What, what, is, what is man? Are you getting you know, what I'm saying? It says, what is Ophelia? That's God. Your mind, say so you are mindful of him, or your mind is so full of him or her, or the son of man that you visited him. What is what is it? Verse 2. I'm sorry, next verse, 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 verse 7. You made him a little lower than the angels. Now, that word angels, the Hebrew meaning is Elohim. So you made him just a smidge lower. Than God yourself. Does that make sense? It's not talking about angel Michael, angel, angel Gabriel. No, 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 no. You made man just a smidge, just a little lower. So that if you could make another God, man will be it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But you made him just a little lower. And then he goes on to say that, and you crowned him, you crowned him with glory and honor. You crowned him. With glory and honor. What did God do? To what did man do for God to crown man with glory and honor? Nothing. You see that? The moment God made man, he crowned him with glory and honor. And what else did he do? And he set him over the works of his hands. He set him over the works of his hands. Let's go on. Let's go on. Next verse. Then it says, you have put all things in subjection under his feet. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Notice, notice the word subjection is not the same as submission. You see, to submit means to yield to. Like when you get to a traffic light, and, you know, these, these traffic lights that blinks. When you get there, you yield to whoever is moving, right? Yes. So to submit means to yield. You, you, you yield. But here's the case. 
God is using the word you, 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 you have put all things in subjection. The word subjection is to arrange under. Mm -hmm. Arrange under. It's not, to, it's not to yield. No, 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 no. So, so, so the things, everything, everything has already been arranged under man. So, so, so when Adam came on the scene, all he has to do is, he sees, he sees the weeds. He says, hey, weeds, pass. Then he, he walks through. He says, hey, fish, come, I want to talk to you. And the fish, you know, they come out of the water with their small faces. He talks to them, birds, come, let me talk. And the birds flock to him. Because all things were made and brought in subjection under his feet. Then he says, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left how many things? Nothing. He left nothing no. that is not put under him. But now, we see not yet all things put under him. So that now, when we look at man, that's not what we see. Are you with me? Yes. Wow. Wow. Please. Give me a few more minutes. Let's go on. Now, so what was in God's, what was God's motivation? What was in his heart? God, now remember, when was Adam made? When was Adam created? Was it not after God had finished creating everything? Everything, yeah. So, so, so think about it. God's motivation in creation was to take his life reproduce that same life, create an offspring called Adam, and this man Adam was made in his own image and likeness, then God turned everything over to him. It's like, it's like, it's like a business owner, a father, who, who is running, you know, a business for his family. He, 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 he the father trains, and then he entrusts everything to the child and gives the business or the labor of his life over to the child. Now, the father's pride is not so much in his labor as much as it is in his son and the execution of the, 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 the administration. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. so, so, so it's the same thing. God's objective was to labor and then put it in Adam's hands. That's why he, it took him all these days, day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. Day six is when he made man. Why? Because then he had finished making all and he saw that it was very good. And now he makes man. And then day seven, he rested. Remember? Yes. And then he brought man on the scene to, for man to now keep and guard to keep and to guard. So you would notice something that number one, when Adam was made, he was made an adult. I say, why is it important? Because you see, if he, was, if he was to develop and to grow into what God wanted him to be, then, then the burden of development would have been upon his shoulder. But when God made him, he made him fully an adult. So when he came on the scene, there was only one thing left, discovery. He finds out that, ah, he speaks everything. 
conforms to what he says. So what was left was just discovery. He was not to grow into anything. No, 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 no. He was to discover that all things were at, the, at his back and command. Does that make sense to you? Yes. So, 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 so there was an internal command realm that when Adam spoke, creation instantly obeyed. There was nothing whose presence could communicate to him for him to react. Does that make sense? Yes. No, all things respond to him. He did not respond to anything. Now, please, I, I need you to understand this because once you get this and you understand that this God, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if this is what was his motivation and his mind and his purpose, then I need to understand you know what? I'm going to share one more scripture and then we close. I, I beg you, I need, you to, I, I need to land. I want to finish. Because if I don't land, you guys will not understand this thing properly. Because what Adam had was innocence. He says, what is innocence? He's free. He's free from anything that will not obey him. He's free from anything that could stand against him. And see, that is why, that is why, one Jesus says, you must be converted and become like little children. It is so important. It is only a child who, as he's moving around, he doesn't see anything that can communicate to him and, 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 and tell him that this is danger, this is trouble, this is this. No, 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 nothing. There, there is, because he's full of what is called innocence. There is no guilt. There is no knowledge of, of, hey, what if this goes wrong? What if this happens to me? No, no, he doesn't have all those things. It's you, you and me. Mm -hmm. who, who have to actually, because of all that we have seen and experienced in life, <laughs> we have to say, this is fire. This is hot water. This is this. This knife. This is this. This is this. But the child, he doesn't know all these things. All that he hears is, and all that he sees is what is father doing? What is mother doing? Does that make sense? Yes. And he wants to do the same thing. And he knows that nothing can tell him that he's little and he doesn't, he, does, he, he cannot measure up. No, 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 no. He's innocent. But not only is he innocent, Adam also had dominion. These are the two things that Jesus had to restore back to us. Innocence and dominion. Say innocence, innocence. and dominion. Dominion is essentially to have total rule and authority over total, total, total rule and authority over everything. So, so there was nothing in his environment that had voice to him. He had voice to everything. Today, we are the mercy of our environment. Mm -hmm. We have conditioned ourselves to learn how to respond to influences. And so, and so we, we, we have a behavioral pattern or a demeanor based on what our environment has done to us. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's called corruption. And so, and so everybody explains his life and his difficulties by the things that have been done against him. The Holy Spirit comes and he wants to wash them all and says, now you are a new creature. So, 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 so look at something. 
look at, look at, look at, look at this. Look at this. Colossians 1. I'm closing. I need you to get this. Look at Colossians 1. Look at verse 16. Please pay attention because you are closing. Look at, look at Colossians 1, verse 16. It says, For by him were all things created. For by him were how many things? All things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. And then it goes on to say, visible and invisible. So all the things that are visible were created by him. All the things that are invisible were also created by him. By who? By him. Then it goes, it goes on to say, whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. And all things were created for him. Do you see it? Yes. So all things were not only created by him, but all things were also created for him. But go to the next verse, verse 19. Then it says, it says, he is before all things. Hey, you are going too far. Verse 17. He is before all things, and by him all things consist or have their being. So he's saying that all the visible things and the invisible things, all the powers, all the principalities, all the dominions, whatever it is that has been, exist or have their being. They are because he has allowed them to be. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yes. It says, by him all things consist. But look at the next verse so that you can understand who he is talking about. This is why I want us to close. And he is the head of the body. Who is the scripture talking about now? Jesus Christ. So now, now that you know that it is Jesus, and it's not talking about the Father. He's talking about Jesus. I want you to read it one more time. I want you to read it. Go back to, go back to verse, verse 16. Go back to verse 16. So, for by Jesus were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, or principalities, or powers, all things were created by who? Jesus. And all things were created for who? For Jesus. And Jesus is before all things. And by Jesus, all things consist. Now go to verse, verse 18. And Jesus is the head of the body, the church, who is the head of the body? Jesus. Jesus. Then you see the column? Then it says, who is the beginning? Who is the beginning? The firstborn from what? 
from the dead. Wow. Pay attention. The firstborn from the dead. Do you remember when we read the scripture? It says that you put all things in subjection unto him. You crown him with glory and honor. But now, when we see man, we don't see, we don't see all these nice things that you purpose, right? Yes. Now, Jesus, who has now become the head of the body. When did he become the head of the body? When he became the firstborn from the dead. For what reason? For what cause? So that in all things, in all things, he, who is he? Jesus. Who is Jesus? The one for whom all things were made. The one by whom all things have their being. The one, the one by whom all principalities, all powers, all things that you can see, including, including, including the snake, and all things which you cannot see, including COVID virus. Does that make sense? Yes. So all of these things, all of these things consist by this Jesus, who now is your head, so that in everything he might have the preeminence. What does that mean? So that in everything, he will be the one who speaks for you. Do you see it? Do you see it? Yes. Listen. The glory, the honor, and the righteousness that Adam had before the fall. Now, that glory, that honor, that righteousness belongs to the church. Why? Because Jesus has become the head of his church. And this one by whom and for whom all things consist is the one who now speaks for you. What does the body have to do to enter into all that belongs to Jesus? Just allow him the head. So that when you speak, what do you speak? Do you speak on the authority of the head or you speak from your counsel? Does that make sense to you? Yes. Now, listen, this is what the devil doesn't want. Because when you come in the name of Jesus, when you come in the person of Jesus, when you only speak on the authority of what Jesus has done, he has nothing against it. The Bible says that, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Meaning, everything that is happening or not happening, everything cannot undo what is true. But everything that is going on shall work to establish the truth. Your peace, your provision, your going forth, your excelling in all things is when you allow this Jesus to be the one who speaks for you. So that in everything, what is he doing? What is he declaring? What am I permitted to decree? Because I am decreeing from my head this is what the enemy doesn't want. Now, just so you know, just so you know, do you know when the, the devil, see, so when this Jesus came, when this Jesus came, he's ministering in the congregation, and then the, the devils acknowledge that, my goodness, we are now confronted with the ultimate authority that has all preeminence. So what did they say? Are you come to torment us before our time? What does he say? Shut up. Because they knew that now that they are confronted with the ultimate authority for whom all earth 
and all things, even we exist for him. We were made for him. The moment they acknowledge him, they have to subject themselves under him. So he said, shut up and hold your peace. And that's it. This is what Jesus wants us to do. Where now we allow him to be the head, but we must allow him. Does that make sense? Yes. This is, this is all that there is. Oh. This is all that there is left regarding what God is wanting to bring forth and manifest through you, through me, through us, where it is not that we have to fix anything because we can't. We can't. It is not how careful you are with your children because you can't be so careful and prevent them from being taken away by the enemy. You can't. But if you allow Jesus to be the head, your children will now be taught by God himself, by the Lord himself. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Oh, my goodness. The enemy, the enemy. Listen, listen. The enemy knows that if he comes and tells you and makes you aware of, 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 of the guilt of what you have done or your past, it makes you aware of the shame, the, if, the, the effect of shame that is associated with all your life and your past and your difficulties and your disobedience. If it makes you aware of the condemnation, the, the, the sentence, if it makes you aware of the accusations, the criticisms of all that doesn't measure up in your life, he knows that you will not allow Jesus to be the head. But any child, any child, who says, wait, 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 I am not the one who is on display here. Please, don't, don't, don't you visit my past. And don't you talk to me about what is wrong with me. Because I stand righteous before the Holy One. And he made me so. It has nothing to do with my obedience. It has nothing to do with my... That's what Jesus said. That's what I'm about to say. That he blessed us with every spiritual blessing. When? Before the foundations of the earth. What? Listen to me. The Bible said that when he made them, then he blessed them. What did Adam do before he was blessed? Nothing. Nothing. This is what Jesus has come to restore. The pre-righteousness that Adam had, which the fall took away, now has been restored. And you and me are it. Does that make sense to you? Yes. And it's time to take our stand in what Jesus has done and become bold in it. The enemy will be forced to acknowledge that these are people who are aware. They have recognition for what Jesus has done and for who now they are. Leave them. Let's go to those who are ignorant of this truth. Hallelujah. Please rise to your feet. Amen. Wow. 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 Say with me. Heavenly Lord. Say, Heavenly Father, I submit to your voice, to your counsel, to that which is true concerning the Son, who is now my life, who has now become my righteousness, who has now become my holiness. Who has now become my wisdom? Who has now become my wisdom? Who has become a redemption unto me and my household? And I come in his name. And I come. I come in his person. I come on his ticket. I come by his authority. 
I come by his blood. And I say, yes, Lord. I am what you have made me. And I stand by the authority of what you say concerning me. And no work of darkness. No principality. No power. Nothing visible. And nothing invisible. Can take me out. Can frustrate me. Can have voice to me. But I. I mention your name. I Ray, I allow Jesus to be the preeminent one. To be the preeminent one. To have all the authority. To have all the authority. Over every area of my life. every area of my life. Today and forever. Today and forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Well, we are blessed. We are blessed. Let's take our let's take um let's um let's take our second offering. Let's take our second offering. Sorry that the time went over, but I believe that if you will take the time and the trouble to go and listen to this message again, you will begin to see. You will begin to see what it was that God created, which is you. What he initiated, which is your destiny. And what he says you can do, which is actually your purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let's take our, 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 our second, I mean, our tithe, sorry. Lift up your, your device and let's pray. Father, we thank you for, for the entrance of your word. We thank you for the privilege that we encounter truth and Holy Spirit, you take the truth and disclose it to us. For we affirm that today is just the beginning. That as we enter into your word, you will take the truth and disclose them to us, even as we meditate on them. Thank you that we are never without help. For the faithful one is ever present with us. For the one who has said, who spoke, who decreed, is with us. He's our redeemer, the faithful one. We acknowledge his presence and his authority now and forevermore. And now we bring our substance to bless and to honor your name. Let it go forth to accomplish your purposes. Let it go forth to accomplish your intention to cause the knowledge of our Christ to fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. Thank you, Father. We bless you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we are blessed. Let's take our communion. Oh, we didn't take our communion before the uh, offer. I'm sorry. Take, um, take, sorry for the... Um, I was too conscious of the time. Sorry. But take your communion. Take your body. Take your body. Say, devil, look at this body. Devil, look at this body. It is Jesus' body. It is Jesus' body. That was broken. That was broken. It is Jesus who obeyed fully. Jesus who obeyed fully. It is Jesus who suffered for me fully. Jesus who suffered for me. And I come in his body. I come, I come on his ticket. I come on his ticket. The body of Jesus Christ. 
Broken for me. Broken for me. Please eat the body. Take the blood and sing with me. Devil, hear me. Devil, devil, hear me. Satan and your entities, hear me. Satan and your entities, hear me. This is the blood of Jesus. This is the blood of Jesus. That completely washed me. Completely washed me. So that none of my sins could ever be brought before God. None of my sins could ever be brought before God. This is the blood that contained his life. Poured out for me. It is the eternal life. That continues to wash me. And to cleanse me. And to purge me. And to keep making me holy. And presentable. Unto my father. And by this blood. There is a covenant established between God and me. And it is sealed by this blood. Therefore, I am a child of God now and forever. And I will never go back. And his breath is my life. Through this blood. Please drink the blood. Wow, we are blessed.